I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. They threw trash cans on the field. Dusty Baker basically told everybody to move on, that everyone here kind of served their penance in a way. All right, move on. Nothing to see here. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, NFL draft analyst Matt Miller. Coming up, host of TBS's Wipeout, John Cena. Actor Christopher Mintz Plot. Co host of Peacock's Brother. Another Michael Smith. And now it's Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. If you missed hour one, where have you been? Imagine if I start a show just like chastising the audience for missing something. That would not be very viewer friendly or listener friendly. I mean, yeah, I guess you what's could. your pro- What's your malfunction? You know, I mean, just. Where you, have you been? Where you got, have you been? Do you guys not watch the TV show Shameless? No. Okay, so Shameless, every episode starts with one of the characters mm-hmm. asking you. What do you mean you didn't see last week's Shameless? I don't have enough time to like, oh, show. And so I dig their that. entire beginning yeah, is yeah. them yelling well, at instead you. Instead of saying previously on, yeah. that's the way And then they show the, the clip, on? but they're like, they yell at and curse at you for not watching. So. Do you know what the first show ever, and by the way, hour two here, how are you? John Cena is going to join us. We'll talk Wipeout and the Dio. WrestleMania is this weekend right oh, here on Peacock. Buddy. So we go down a little bit of WrestleMania. And then uh, Trainwreck. I asked him about Trainwreck. Oh, he nice. was so dynamite in that, in that movie. Um, so that's coming up uh, an hour or two. I zoomed with him yesterday. Um, and your phone calls eight four four two zero four rich number to dial. The first TV show ever, Chris Brockman, that did previously on. Do you know what that one was? Ooh. Hill Street Blues. Oh, I was gonna. Oh, I would have guessed that. Hill Street Blues. There you go. Previously on. That was. That's why Hill, Hill Street was so damn groundbreaking in the early eighties. Uh, Stephen Botchko, may he rest in peace was to basically say episode one, like not all episodes are like Columbo, where yeah. the crime is committed and then it's it's somebody's finished. locked up by the end. Yep. <laughs> it continues. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's th- yeah. that there's actually, you know, a storyline that continues to the next week and then it goes the entire season and then it can go into the next season when you recall something from season one. And, you know, it, it was great show. groundbreaking, if you great will. Great show. It was, it was that. Be careful out there. So... um we had this interesting conversation at the end of the first hour. I kind of want to unpack this a little bit more because we talked to Matt Miller of ESPN. He's uh, one of the new draft analysts there. We've been talking to him for all those years when his uh, previous iteration and ours with the Bleach Report um, back in the day. You know, and and he mentioned about how the because it's the Niners' world now. We're assuming it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and I think it's a very very safe assumption. Um, and now we're all saying it's going to be Mac Jones to the 49ers. And the one thing that just doesn't compute was the evaluation of Mac Jones all the way up to the point when the Niners traded for the third overall pick. Like nobody was sitting there talking about Mac Jones in last year's SEC title run and the national championship title run and then his entire evaluation. No one was sitting there saying that is definitely the third quarterback off the board, if not the second. That's a that's a that's an NFL quarterback that's a champion quarterback that's worth all the draft capital that you'd have to trade up or trade for somebody like, say, 
what we were talking about for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. The Niners used that draft capital to go all the way up and take a guy that had not been discussed anything other than the fact, just watch Belichick will get him middle of the round <laughs> the first night. You know what I mean? Like that was the conversation. So it's, it just kind of doesn't compute. And then it's about what's going on with the, the Falcons. Matt Ryan, the Matchroll. How old is the Matchroll now? Is the Matchroll now 34 years of age? No, or, no, no. Or he's Stafford's age, right? No, he's no, I think he's, I think he's like 37. Is he that old? What? He is, he is Aaron Rodgers' his age? 35. 35. So he's kind of in between Stafford be, and Rodgers, right? He'll be 36 in May, so he's, he'll be 36 okay. this season. Okay, so, you know, you have to sit here and say, is he going to be one of those physical specimen types that plays deep into his 40s? Doesn't do we have a three, like four-year window right now? What do we do? And you're having that conversation, and, and Matt Miller says that, you know, it's the draft intelligentsia coach, new coach, new general manager, getting in the room with the staff, or just maybe it's just a couple of of them with Arthur Blank. And we have the former general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Thomas Dimitrov, on the show tomorrow, and we'll do our best to try and uh, glean from him what's the conversation Atlanta's having right now, because it's fascinating. Because you're assuming, what if Mac Jones drops? Do we do that? What if the Niners surprise everybody and take Trey Lance or Justin Fields? What's our decision then? What's our decision then if it is, in fact, Mac Jones? We got Justin Fields, we got Trey Lance, we got Kyle Pitts. What do you want to do? Because one thing starts the clock of saying adios to Matt Ryan, and the other thing starts the, the clock of how much time we got left with Matt Ryan, right? That's the conversation you're having. And Arthur Blank's that owner who is going to be in the room. Because I've spoken to Thomas before, and we, we have had him on before the combine every year, and then we have him on every the draft. Like That's been an annual tradition. Yes. Obviously, no time. combine. We didn't do that this past year. February, but we're going to continue the tradition with Thomas Dimitrov before the draft. And um, he's mentioned before, Arthur Blank's involved. What are you thinking? What do you want to do here? Certainly since Matt Ryan, um, I do believe, let me, I do have this information here because we discussed about what your salary cap is and what your quarterbacks are taking up and eating up and with the cap it being lower, Right now, no quarterback in the NFL going into the NFL season takes up more space of the team's salary cap than Matt Ryan. 22.1% of the Atlanta Falcons cap eaten up by Matt Ryan. And that's only something that I imagine is going to get particularly more drastic as things go on, but the cap will go up. So, Arthur Blank's going to be in this room. And... I asked this question of Gary Vaynerchuk, the uh, spectacular entrepreneur, raconteur, and author in this week's episode of uh, Just Getting Started, which is dropped today. We're moving the start uh, date for that uh, my, my weekly podcast to Thursday. My next guest next week that's being scheduled, Bill, Bill Burr. Oh, I've heard okay, of him. Okay, right. So Gary, as you know, is a diehard Jet fan. Diehard. Like me. I... I uh, I asked him, like, what type of owner would he be? And because he's talking about owning the Jets at he, some point. He wants to bad. Which is, by the way, God bless him, the exact thing you're not supposed to do if you want to own a team in the NFL is talk about it in Fight Club. But he's just, he, I mean, everything he touches, he's aware of what to do in order to turn it to gold. He's remarkable in that. He came on here and talked about the trading card industry, the sports trading card industry. This was two years ago saying, uh, 
play this back in three years, I'll be right. It's going to have a total renaissance. It's going to be totally amazing. People are going to be into it. He gave three incredible reasons as to why. One of them was like the sneaker market is going to dry up. There's not nearly as much product in the sneaker market as their trading card market. There's a nostalgia aspect for people who are our age and so on and so forth. He's, he's spot on. Nailed it. I mean, so I do yeah. ask him in the, in the pod about what's the next great thing, too. And you can do, download it right where all podcasts are, are acquired. You could hit the link at the top of my Instagram handle for that, too, to, to get to it at Rich Eisen. But here's Gary's answer. What type of owner he would be? So what type of owner would you be? Would you be the one calling up uh, Joe Douglas and say, what do you think? Or, I mean, would you be? You know, it's, it's funny. I'm very close to Steve Ross because he's a business partner of mine. I know yep. I'm also business partners with the Wilfs in our eSports team in Minnesota. That's a Jersey connection. Um, yeah. It, correct. I, I don't want to lie. Here's my take. I think I buy the Jets in my late 60s, early 70s. <laughs> okay. I, I think that I become the first owner to be active GM, coach, Starting player and owner at the same time. <laughs> I want to do. I want to be a gunner on one punt, but uh, <laughs> but you'll appreciate this, and this is actually genuinely the truth. Yes. I believe in my emotional intelligence skills, so I get to choose the GM. Me, that's my job. And once I hire her or him, I will give them true free reign because I got to pick them. So I now need to live and die on them. I will say to them, hey, if you have me, I do think I'm good at intuition of people. So I'm not gonna make you do or not do anything, but if you want my opinion on character, I do think I have something to bring. I don't have as much to bring on the football knowledge as you do. And then B, it would be my preference if I can have the seventh round pick in every draft. Um, (laughs) Along with you, I'll team up with you because it's a throwaway pick, you know, anyway. You're going to UDFA, and I just want to, like, I, I love the seventh round. I still love Jason Ferguson, if hey, you man. remember him, Rich. Julian Edelman, Chris Carson just made a killing for the Seahawks. He's a, he, There were four players chosen after him in his draft. I mean, you never know. I mean, yeah, and then we can go and, you know, forget about Kurt Warner, UDFA life. That's right. absurd. Right. But you start going into, like, the real NFL, like, UDFAs are just real. That's right. No doubt. It's very real. It's a no different question. sport from college. So that's my ideal sense of ownership. And it's interesting how, however, the amount of crap Jerry Jones gets for being too involved, right? Being the owner and general manager, that you can't separate the two. And I've said that Cowboys fans would get upset about that. And I know you are, you know, leading that charge sometimes, TJ Jefferson, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of Cowboys fans feel that way. And that he's just going to – he owns a team for one reason and one reason only, to win a championship. But the other reason is to, to own it with his son. He handles it like a fantasy team, like the way you handle your fantasy team, that you would never, ever hand off the picking of the draft and then the choosing of the waiver wire players to another person. You do it so you could go into your office or with your friends and basically say, I'm the best evaluator yeah, I'm the of man. NFL talent. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way Jerry Jones v- views the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Because his opinion, like his hands are on 10 and 2, and he's not going to hand it off to somebody else, the steering wheel. But I, I would handle it like Gary Vaynerchuk. You want to be a gunner? Well, I already am. I mean, I'm year. not saying you, you know, got the 40 I show going. Off, yeah. I, I show off my speed, you know, top line. 
um, from just a, a not even running up to the line from a from a from a stopped stance. Can't teach speed, Rich. Correct. What beats inside? But that 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 is the way I would handle something. But still, you have to tell me what is going on, right? Yeah. Like even John Lynch and Kyle Shannon said they went to Jed York. This is our idea. Yeah, I need yeah. daily briefings. It's like the you president. You need a daily briefing. I need a daily, daily briefing. Whoa. I need to know what's going on at all times. Oh, man, I need to daily know. Briefing. I need to know who's hurt, who's doing this in practice. Does our quarterback look a little shaky? Oh, Is he having no. problems at home? No. I need to know everything. I need to know somebody is handling all of that, man. Exactly. Well, I am. That's. I, I am, you know, with, you with Susie jumping off the back of some 60 foot yacht 60. right into the Adriatic. I mean, like, literally, that's what I would be doing. It takes some time to earn that trust, though, too, with an owner. I mean, like, on a completely unrelated note, when I start taking over the social media, a lot of times you were, like, really on me about the stuff I was posting, and I'd have to explain to you, like, this is why I'm doing this. This is a joke going on. This is a meme that's going around. And I think it took you a little bit to, when I first started to get comfortable, just kind of letting me do my thing. So imagine on a bigger scale, if you own a sports yeah, team. Yeah, you'd want a little. Probably no, I, I know, in but, but now, though, you post, like, I had no idea why Jeff Garland was <laughs> calling me before the show <laughs> on April Fool's Day <laughs> to curse me out. You were like, so, like, that was I'm amazing, like, though. That was awesome. Before the air, Je- yeah, I pick up the great. phone, I put it on speakerphone, and he's literally cursing Curse me out because <laughs> you posted on, at Rich Eisen's show, a fake Bears have acquired Russell Wilson meme. A lot of cursing. April Fool's Day. TJ. I didn't even know you, you had done that. A lot of cursing. Yeah. I'm glad you pay attention to everything so, that no, I I'm, do, too, I'm so. able to say, uh, but I do frequently, <laughs> you know, I, I have to, you know, my name is on it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it took me some time to gain your trust that you know Monica I wouldn't do. Monica So I would I absolutely be able to, to delegate. You have to, man. Yeah. You kind of have to, otherwise you're going to go totally crazy. I would not be Jerry Jones, but I don't know if anybody who's out there who's like, Jerry's just holding the Cowboys back. How does he not hire his own general manager to do this thing? If they were in that position, would they? Uh, yeah. Like, Honestly, I'm asking. You're hearing him. You are like the king of Jerry Jones doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Right. Yeah. I mean. Well, recently. I mean. Well, I mean, right. You're you're like he's he's it's past he, his prime. Right. He's making. You were saying that, and now you want a a a, a presidential daily brief I mean, yeah, exactly. every day as the owner of the Chris Brockmans. And, 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 like, and, and here's and here's the thing. No way. Jerry is past his prime. Handed over to Stephen. However, he might have already done a, prob- a, a and, and a probably, good amount. Probably. Jerry has three rings and a bust. Great. I want to be Jerry Jones. Right. And Jerry's also said, even if he did have another GM, and he said this in interviews, that person's going to have to come to me anyway and run these ideas by me. So See, regardless, he's going to have the final say. Yeah. So that's eliminate why you the middle have man. that middle guy. you got to have that guy. But Mike, you have the final say. So well, you get that. Well, you, get that. you have to have the final say yeah. if somebody's going to go ahead and Say I want to give a nine-figure contract to yeah. somebody, or I want to or, make this or, trade, to right? Move or or, or, or the yeah, nine-figure sure. contract guys got to go. I get it, and this is yeah. the plan that yeah. we have. Yeah, like or hey, Jimmy G's gonna be out because we X, Y, and Z is happening. You've already heard it. Uh, this is the move we want to make with all of our draft capital now. Okay, to restart the clock because we got to pay this guy and that guy. Like Nick Bosa, we're gonna have to pay Nick at some point. Like. 
Jed York did have to have that placed in front of him. Right. And as an owner, I would want to have that placed in front of me. But I also would just assume Lynch, Shanahan, and their crew have got everything else handled that doesn't require a a presidential daily brief of of me every day. You know? Because I do have to figure about marketing. I do have to figure about community relations. I do want to figure out the charitable element. I mean, I'm going to have my finger in all of that as the owner of the... But, like, you're not worried about your... Whatever. When you're sitting at the draft... You're with your guys, but you're letting them do the evaluations. Like if I if I had a team, I'd hire Brockman to be an evaluator in a heartbeat because he's good. Li- I mean, he knows way more than I know oh as the God. owner of the Del Tufos. By the way, but at the but, same but time, you're already you're already owner an owner. You're already an owner of the Green Bay Packers. So how do you handle the how do you handle the Aaron Rodgers situation? I vote every situation year right in the. I, actually, I don't vote in the. In the proxy, get, you don't. Have I get a, a, I get about every year. I don't. Could you imagine what is a, a more waste of a piece of paper in the Green Bay Packers organization? The actual ownership <laughs> certificate that Mike has gotten, or, or any sense of the Green Bay Packers trying to pick his brain as to what the future <laughs> of the franchise should be? Check this more box, cheese like at in high school. Stand number do you, six. Do you like, still like? Three. Do you still like Jordan Love? Check this box, like. What do you should, do? What do they do inside Aaron of paper? Jones? <laughs> no, but yeah, you want to get you want the guy that's going to do the Brockman work for you. Like he would be oh, a mixture yeah. of both. He might torment me if I'm the GM, and I might be Chris. You got to let me do my uh, job. No, so if he's the if he's the owner, I don't know, man. I I I I just what I love this conversation, yeah, and I I, really I, I it, certainly because there are you know ownership decisions i'm assuming woody or chris johnson had to hear from joe douglas and robert sala why sam darnold's going and why zach wilson's coming you know shod khan (laughs) knew it was trevor lawrence from the get-go and definitely got his man in urban meyer so you know there's a conversation that needs to be had with the owner and i want to know what's going on in their minds but i would just like gary v i would just trust it you have to. No, you, I, you don't have to. You don't to. have to. You definitely Mike. don't have you to. You don't have to. You don't have to. You could do it the damn thing yourself. The the owner who I think is just, you know, who I, I, I really also emulate, he's got a big heart, He's so I'm biased because uh, he gives to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital on my run every year. He also got me totally hammered before Thanksgiving <laughs> oh, I know. many, many years yes. ago, it, it, you know, because he had the entire NFL Network crew on his <laughs> on his yacht that I would be jumping off the back exactly. of because Ozzie Newsom's got it handled and now, you know, DeCosta's <laughs> got it handled. Is Steve Bashotti? He's pretty hands off. Yeah, I mean, he I is. don't. I think he know he knows what's going on, but it's like that's your decision. I've got the structure here going on. Right. What about like the Rooney? You do what you're doing. Well, the Rooney's. The Rooney's are a perfect example. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and they win. They win. And then Dan Snyder comes in and tells Jay Gruden, you're drafting Dwayne Haskins. I mean, no thanks. Like, that's not what that's not what I will. I mean, there might be a sense of wanting to do something like that, but right. you got to walk yeah. out of the room if that happens. The same way as one of my kids tries to trigger me, I got to be the better, <laughs> the better <laughs> and walk out. <laughs> it doesn't always work out, unfortunately. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait till tonight. Susie's uh, still away. It's poker night. Uh, I'm tra- Dad's trying to play uh, poker, and the kids get their iPads back after a three-day uh, break. You, you've it, taken it away for three days? The two boys have not had it for three days because Whoa, their, be be- their behavior merited that. I mean, are they, like, okay. foaming at the mouth? I would be going crazy. Oh, my gosh. So check back in with me as Dad's trying to check-raise his friends tonight <laughs> via Zoom. No crickets. That's happening. Wow. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, why is Paul Pierce trying to give me Zoom advice right now on poker? <laughs> Who's at my how door? Did he get my, how did he get my thing? And what is going on? That That's not my poker game. You know, that's how it's going to go down. My kids love John Cena. He's coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I Zoomed with him yesterday. They cannot get enough of Wipeout, and neither can I. We'll discuss Wipeout, Trainwreck, WrestleMania, and more with John Cena. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. When you showed up in Steelers training camp, who, who was was Mean Joe there? Was all those guys there? Yeah, Blunt. But I never, you know, he was defense. I was defense. It's like it was like the Hall of Fame coming to life. In that uh, spot. Well, no, okay. it was next year really that they really got the recruiting going. Okay, you know that was all the all the guys that made it to those Super Bowl teams. Are you saying you were the dead weight? Is I think I might have been dead weight. <laughs> yeah. And how did uh, Chuck Knoll cut you? What did he say? He called me in. You know, okay. I went to the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, brought my playbook, so I knew you know I was going. And uh, he couldn't have been nicer, by the way. And and you know he was complimentary. You know he said you know look you're a tough kid, but you know you're trying to learn the position. I had never played. We didn't have outside linebacker mm-hmm. in the college I played for. 
So it was the only position I re you know, reasonably could have played. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have, he didn't have time. He said, look, it's my first year too. So he said, I can get you down with the Eagles. The Eagles are desperate. And that would have got a, you know, rental car straight down 80, you know, to the, yeah. and I, and he said, but it's gotta be, you gotta tell me right now. And I said, I'm done. You knew it that you didn't want to go play no. for the Eagles? No. Why? I don't know. It was a it was a spur of the moment. This I had knee problems. I was and I was I, to be honest, I was sick of football. Who was the best football player that you ever lined up with or against? Roger Staubach. When did you play against him? I played against Roger Staubach when I was at Youngstown State University, and he was at Pensacola Naval Station doing his six-year bit. Wait a minute. This is a great story, right? Uh, yeah. You know, he, you know, they do that. He graduated from Annapolis, won the Heisman, mm -hmm. went down there, and played football for six years. You're playing against the Pensacola... What Naval was, Station. Naval Station. Yeah. And then out trots Roger Staubach? Yeah. That's not fair. He was a quarterback. That's not and fair. these were high-scoring, close games. Did you rush him? Did you get him? I, Did you I, take I, him down? i tell you the truth. I, I rushed him. Mm -hmm. I got a hold of him. I spun around one time on his leg, and he and he he just kept wiggling his leg free, and then he threw a touchdown pass. I hit him illegally out of bounds once, <laughs> and got got a 15-yard penalty. And they had a guy; their their middle linebacker was a guy named Lynch, who was a was a naval boxing champion. Yeah. Who I think his brothers played. One of his brothers played for Kansas City. Okay. The Lynch brothers. Sure. And he wanted to kill me, you know, because they loved Roger. Of course. Know? So you almost started a brawl by hitting Roger Staubach out of bounds. Yeah, I was just so tired of chasing him. And he, you know, he just stepped out of bounds, and I thought, no, I'm. I've been running 25 yards now, you know. Yeah. I just kept. Going. 15 yards on Ed O'Neill. Oh yeah. I love that chat. <laughs> Ed O'Neill got cut by Chuck Noll in Chuck Noll's first season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. That happened. Oof. What a story. Bananas. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold and listen to this conversation, then we'll take your calls uh, before our busy third hour here on this Thursday. We're keeping an eye on the Masters uh, leaderboard. Bryson DeChambeau is warming up. He's taking, uh, before we get to this, much more normal swings on the practice. <laughs> He's not range right now he's taking he's taking his last one he's now walking to the tee and he's going to get ready to go to tee off in the 2021 masters and we'll keep an eye on that leaderboard but right now enjoy this chat i had yesterday on zoom with the great john cena and joining me here on the rich eisen show his show wipeout airs tonight and every thursday at nine eastern on tbs along with nicole buyer it is just something that my kids cannot get enough of as is much of this man's work Thrilled to have here on the Rich Eisen Show, the great John Cena. How are you, John? Thank you very much for the kind words. I'm it is well. true. I told you my kids are jealous. They might they might burst in this room at any point in time and want to ask you a million fair. questions. That's fair. Nowadays, with the way things are, I, I don't put it past anything. That's fair. So, how did you how did you get involved with Wipeout? Why why get involved with Wipeout for you? Uh, well, I love hosting. Um, I've I've hosted some various uh, various programs. I've done competition shows. I had a brief stand on the Today Show. Uh, I, I did the ESPYs. Yes. Um, I really do enjoy hosting, uh, whether it's been in front of a live audience or in game show format. And when Wipeout came to me and said, well, we want to reboot Wipeout, and we'd like you and Nicole to be the hosts, not only did I want to host again, but I was immediately drawn to the possibility of our chemistry. 
Nicole is extremely funny. Uh, we play opposite each other very well. Yes. And I think it would have been a great fit. And I know that the show has such a long-standing history of delivering to its fan base. Uh, it's something I really wanted to be a part of. Yeah, Nicole is a is again. She's another big one with my kids in the household. With nailed it. Yeah. Um. And and there's there is kind of sort of a hot mess element to wipe out the same thing as nailed it. Uh, you know, so it's kind of it, it, these kind of marry into one another. I would say. And I think John. you also get you also get two people that are passionate about hosting, and have experience in hosting. And I think that's that's important. Uh, knowing what what their job is as a vehicle to move the show. The show is about the course. The show is about the contestants, and the the show is about the wipeouts. And we kind of are the orchestrators, keeping people moving from A to B. And she she understands that. She knows that. She's an, the ultimate professional. And like I said, it's a it's a pleasure to work with her. So, what do you like about hosting? Uh, you know, I just you get you get to hear people's story. Yeah. You know, it's it's showcasing people's story, whether it's doing a competition show or reading the news or being a, being a vehicle to take you from, from A to B on an awards show, you, you basically get to listen and learn, you know? And I, I really do enjoy that. I enjoy, uh, I think it comes from probably, a, it's deeply rooted in my passion for watching and listening to crowds in the WWE. Even when mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of the ring, I'm always watching and I'm always listening. And I like to listen to that energy and I like to learn about people and, of course, seeing people wipe out's not too bad either. Not too bad either, you know. And uh, it, it, God bless you for saying what you say about hosting John Cena. You know, I've I've been fortunate to be a host, certainly from Sports Center, and now obviously to what I've been doing the NFL Network and my daily show. I mean, I'll show it to you. That roof right there over my head—that's that's hosting right there. That's 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 what I do. And and these days, you know, like the the Emmys or the Oscars went hostless, and I've I, you know I'm hosts are people too john is that's what i'm saying to you you know hosts are people too and shows need someone to to do (laughs) what you're talking about i couldn't agree more and not only that i think it also uh i think it's a very important position like uh the conductor of an orchestra still the the people in the orchestra provide the music but the conductor moves it from a to b the host does the same thing and i i really hope it gets back to host driven things i mean we're going on a bit of a tangent here but that's i don't i don't I mean, I enjoy hosting, and I'm sure there's people like you, like me out there that enjoy doing that, and that takes the spot away from their their ability to put a roof over their head. No, I mean, look, this is this is something that's uh, uh, you know near and dear to my heart. That's why I'm I'm the one who's taking us down this sort of blind alley right now, Darren, <laughs> down hosting, John. I just as soon as you said like I love hosting, I'm like God bless you. Um, you know, I I, I wish I also uh, had the resume like you, where I could have. Uh, you know, main evented WrestleMania five times. You know what I mean? I, I uh, you are p- too kind. Pulled, putting it all together, and <laughs> I want I want to get to that in a second. Uh, but one one thing I wanted to bring up to you also, um, you know, so many people uh, from you know the film Trainwreck will say that LeBron was the breakout star of that film, uh, but I would say, you know, you were in that film, sir. You know, like that that. That, I would say I would say your assessment is correct. I you, was in that film, and you were a breakout star <laughs> in that film, John. I uh, mean, where you were dynamite. I mean, literally every word out of your mouth was hilarious. But I'm wondering how that role was pitched to you, and why you jumped headfirst into something like totally out of your lane like that, John. Well, I mean. I, I think it, they say timing is everything. And this was just a case of, of, of a lot of luck and good timing. 
and uh, Amy Schumer was putting together a, a movie loosely based on her life. She had had an episode with someone super athletic, and it was right around the time that uh, I was I was kind of doing all this hosting stuff, and I was an, a known name in WWE, and uh, Judd and Amy had asked me to come in for an audition, and the part was originally written to just be a depiction of an overly athletic sex scene where she was like, I'm over this guy because it's, it's, it's too much work. And then when we got to sit in a room, I got to sit in a room with Amy Schumer with Judd behind a camera and just riff. And that was like, I just, I didn't care about not being cool. I didn't care about my jokes bombing. I just was myself and they enjoyed it so much so that, that Judd and Amy both expanded the role. They, um, they changed the whole dynamic of the relationship and, I got a, a, a few seconds to be, uh, you know, to, to kind of do my thing on screen. And I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. It literally was their idea and um, them providing an environment for me to be okay being stupid. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a that's comedy. And especially with that, the, just those two names, that's a very, very intimidating environment. But I finally just said, F it. I'm just going to, I mean, this is an opportunity that I don't get. Uh, you know, I, I did a bunch of karate action movies in the early 2000s that didn't amount to anything and I did them for the wrong reasons. This was a part that I loved. These were people that I really idolized and I had a chance to work under and learn from. So I just said, ah, whatever, I'll do it. They're only going to air the good stuff anyway, so I'll just leave a bunch of stuff on the cutting room floor. And it was dynamite. I mean, literally, every word out of your mouth was laugh out loud, hilarious, John. And, oh, thanks, and, man. Well, big, big time. No no question about it. Do you have any good LeBron stories? Did you ever cross paths with, with we him? We never crossed paths on set. I really wish we had, um, but we, we never did. But so, I, I mean, he went on to do some pretty great things after that film, so he, I mean, he did do okay. Yeah, I know. I think he, I think it all worked out for everybody, John. I'll yeah, be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. I think, you know, right. I think it's, I think it's a big plus, you know, I'll be honest with you for everybody. John Cena here uh, on the Rich Eisen show uh, right here on NBC sports on Peacock. I got the Peacock label right behind me. That's the home of WrestleMania this weekend. It what, is. what is your favorite WrestleMania memory, John Cena? What do you got? For uh, me on that? Sir, I think it would have to be um, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant WrestleMania three. Because that was that was one that we watched in home, and you know ninety three thousand in the Silver Dome. I think that put sports entertainment on a a map where you you couldn't avoid it. And for years, sports entertainment would continue to define themselves. It, it continues to uh, as the company continues its its global outreach. But that moment, that moment in time, you know, uh, selling out Madison Square Garden for one, and then multiple locations for two, both on this new concept called closed circuit television. Yes. And then uh, three was in your home. You could buy it pay-per-view with the advent of a new technology called pay-per-view. And now we talk about, uh, you know, WrestleMania this weekend streaming on Peacock. Um, for me, that, that was the moment. And, and I've never lost the passion and the excitement that I had as a child watching that match. And a lot of, um, really seasoned sports entertainment or WWE fans will go back through that card and pick out Randy Savage um, and Ricky Steamboat and other other moments and matches to be like, well, this one stole the show. For me, that is that is the moment that I was hooked, without a doubt, absolutely hooked on sports entertainment. So what about one involving you, though, John? One of your... Oh, man, I don't remember any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they tell me they've, they've been okay. So that's the best I can do with that, but yeah. What's the use of remembering your own stuff? Come on. Drawing a blank. I mean, uh... um, I think it's I think it's the unexpected moments. Um, 
matches for a United States title when I was uh, over a decade into my career, where mm-hmm. not too many people not only probably would have accepted that, but accepted it with such enthusiasm. Being a fan. I, I, um, I got to be a fan mm-hmm. at one of the WrestleManias. I got to have you know, two or three beers with everybody in my section and watch hours of the show before The Undertaker arrived at the building and I jumped over the rail to change into the Superman outfit and come out and get my ass kicked. But like stuff like that, um, the, the, the stories at the pinnacle of the event are, are the foundation is laid so long in advance and it's already there. They're already interested. And I think it's those obscure stories that I, I really take the most away from because nobody expects a lot from them, but it also gives you the freedom to kind of have some fun and do what you want. When was the first time you realized you had arrived, John? When was the first oh, time, I like, think, you know, and I, I think arrived? the second I realized I've arrived, that means the ship has sailed. Interesting. So I, I guess I still haven't got there yet. You still <laughs> Yeah. You're afraid of white. The guy's just making right turns. And we're, look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. I cannot get left. <laughs> You're still, you're still, that you're, you're afraid of a wipeout is basically is what you're saying. Yeah. You could get wiped yeah. out. I mean, I think if the second you arrive, you wipe out. So, well, I mean, I guess it's for, as a, as a, uh, you see, that's, I'm just trying to keep up with you and my hosting skills, John. I'm just <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to stay one step ahead. You're that object that's close in my rear view mirror. That's much larger than it appears. And, and I, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I gotta, I gotta, I got I gotta do it. You know what I mean? I gotta bring my A game with you, John Cena. You know what I mean? So, but when you, so when you, I guess in the WWE world, was it meeting somebody? Was it a conversation? Was it a moment in the ring where you felt like, okay, I belong. How does that sound? Where you feel like not that you arrived, but you belonged in your journey at all. Uh, I think, I think the second I was given my first low level contract, which was in 2000, you know, that's a, them betting on you is a, is a is a certificate saying like you belong here right. sign your name and you're into the you're invited into the group it's a you know um a, a prospect making it to the majors like we you, your path is still to be crafted and your choices and and your effort and your you know your uh, representation against your peers will determine your success but if you make it to the company you want to work for or, mm-hmm. or the, the 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 league you want to be in like the you, you know you you've made it to that you know that's the rest is just we'll see we'll see where it goes well again congrats on uh, on everything that's going on in your life and your your career john and uh mike honestly my kids when the new season of wipeout was coming out and it was you and nicole buyer it was appointment television like literally it's and it's so rare i've got a 12 a 10 and a 7 for them to agree on anything and let alone sit there quietly, hands to themselves, putting their screens down to watch something. I do appreciate that. And I will say and proudly, like, uh, you're not alone. We had a really great debut. We're the number one show on cable and uh, TBS is rocking it on Thursday nights. So I, it, it really means a lot to me uh, growing up with a house of five brothers. And before the advent of screens, we could never get along on anything. And right. the one thing that brought us together was WWE. So to hear that you could enjoy a moment with your family of various ages, whatever was the nucleus for that is awesome. But the fact that it was Wipeout is really something special as well. Well, the issue is, John, and maybe you can help me with this too, is what happens when they want to play Wipeout themselves with just odd things around the house once you're off the air? What happens then? I mean, 
I know I'm asking simple, for a parenting question here. A but simple it, message from WWE always comes to mind. Yes. Don't it. try this at home. <laughs> Do not. It's a simple disclaimer. It, it, uh, it, it, Don't try this at home. It crosses so many lines. Um, so, again, Thursday nights, uh, every Thursday night, 9 Eastern on TBS, Wipeout. Uh, John, uh, like I said, um, a big fan, and I hope uh, we get to continue to do this again anytime on this show. And uh, obviously, we'll be thinking of you this weekend, watching uh, WrestleMania on Peacock, and, and then Wipeout after that. Thanks. Thank, thank you, you very much. I look forward to talking to you in the future. Thank right you. back at you. Okay, that is John Cena coming for my job and every other host job uh including anybody oh look out there it is uh right here on the rich eisen show fun chat with john cena man um for the radio audience he came suited and booted three piece in time made me feel i was totally underdressed in my own house (laughs) he was looking sharp i mean he's a pro man definitely pros pro and and it just puts a little bit more pressure on me uh, (laughs) uh on a daily basis on this show and what i do for nfl network uh, because um, there are no more hosting jobs. He and Aaron Rodgers um, are just taking them all. Locked them up. <laughs> you know, like as if playing in the NFL is not enough for Aaron Rodgers. You've got to take the, the most plum hosting gig that's yeah. available right now in all of television and say he could do both. And then John Cena for, uh, for Wipeout. With Nicole Byer, who's the host of Nailed It. Kids dig Nailed It, too. Um, and then, of course, right here on Peacock, WrestleMania this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We had Bobby Lashley on yesterday. Great chat with John Cena right there. Going down old memory lane. Only on Peacock, streaming live Saturday and Sunday this weekend. You'll be just sitting at home, right? That's all you'll be doing? You know where the, well, that's all I've done for the last year is sit at home. But yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so. All right. Very good. You know, it's funny. I saw John Cena for the first time in the year 2000 in a car commercial, a local car commercial. Mm -hmm. He was going by the name of the prototype. Okay. To see where I was just watching that and it kind of tripped out. Like you were 2021. I remember when this guy was doing local Los Angeles car commercials. And now, you know, he's at that point. It's really followers on Twitter and, uh, you know, former host of the ESPYs. Now this and Mm -hmm. movies and TV shows and all that. stuff. Arguably the greatest wrestler of his generation. What do you say could be? He's not? I mean, look, wrestling fans are very fickle. So you're going to get arguments. A lot of people know. Cena was the type of guy who, at some point in the early 2000s, fans kind of blurred the lines. It used to always be like, you cheer the good guy, you boo the bad guy, the face in the hill. And some some point, fans got a little tired of Cena's success. Right. So I'd say 30% of them started to boo him right right when he was at his pinnacle. No kidding. So... Some fans would tell you no, but if you look at his overall body of work, it's hard to argue. Wipe out my kids. I, honestly, I, I took a picture. I mean, I'm not going to put them on screen right here, but I took a picture of all three of them sitting, watching it together. Big smiles on their face. They love the wipeouts. They love all of it. They they think every word out of John and Nicole's mouth is hilarious. Yeah, Every last word. So that's on TBS uh, tonight and every single Thursday. We'll take a break, come back, check on the leaderboard, and tell you why Jameis Winston was trending again yesterday. That's coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Rich Eisen Show. The following is a paid advertisement from the International Brotherhood of Bald People. Do you believe that you're missing out on the finer things in life because of your lack of hair? Are confidence, vitality, and love only for the Fabios of this world? Are you sad because you have more hair growing out of your ears and nose than you do on the top of your head? Does hair truly equal happiness? No, it doesn't. Hi, I'm Rich Eisen, and I'm here to say that it's time for the follically challenged to draw a line in the sand and redefine what manhood truly is. Chemical applications, medical procedures, you've tried them all in the desperate hopes of regrowing your hair. The results? An empty wallet and you looking like a Chia pet. However, now there is another option. The Bald Brotherhood. Our motto? No hair? Don't care. That's right, Rich. We're flipping the script because bald is beautiful. And if you're on the fence about shaving your head or removing that lame toupee, our beautiful crisis hotline is standing by to help you take the plunge. These certified, handsome operators will give you free, confidential support anytime, 24-7. They feel your pain. They were once living in the shadows just like you. Bad comb-overs, ridiculous wigs, part of their daily lives. But thanks to the Brotherhood, they're now living their best lives. And you can too. How many championships did Jordan win with hair? Zero. How many win when he was bald? Six. These are stats, baby. Stats and facts. Come on home. It's the chrome dome, baby. Shine with me. We got LeBron. Oh, keep him on. Just keep him on. Hello? 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 LeBron? We lost him. Three and five in the finals, whatever. Hey, I've got Tiger. Thank you, Bald Brotherhood. Balder is better. I couldn't have done it without you, Bald Brotherhood. Thank you. Less is more. Thank you, Bald Brotherhood. Now I'm fresh and clean. Well, I guess I won't be needing this anymore. Thanks, Bald Brotherhood. What can I say? My life has changed. And don't forget, I'm not only the founder of the Bald Brotherhood, I'm also a member. Join the movement now. It moves me. To this day, it moves me. (laughs) And you didn't want to do it. What? 
Get hair? I didn't want to do it. Oh, you mean that, oh. that piece? <laughs> yeah. Well, I needed to be sold. Yeah, you need to be convinced. Well, I'm an owner. I, I, I delegate, but sometimes I need to have someone to explain it. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? I need to have somebody to come in and say, so this is my yeah, plan. So you're involved. You're hands-on. I'm involved. You're hands-on. See, that's the whole thing with the poll question. They're, they're fully involved like, you know, Jerry Jones. I, I, I want to be involved, but not fully involved, right? You're not, you're not totally involved unless you're fully involved. Sure. You're not co-tidy bad. And you're not fully bad unless you're co-tidy bad. bad. You know, back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Let's take a phone call. Uh, hanging on for quite some time. Aaron in Wisconsin, what's going on? Hey, Rich. Uh, thanks for taking my call, you guys. Um, so I was just thinking um, maybe it shouldn't necessarily be a foregone conclusion that San Francisco is going to take a quarterback um, just because, um, you know, two years ago, Jimmy takes them to the Super Bowl. They've got a monster defense. Um, you know, Atlanta, Matt Ryan's not really the issue. Um, they got other things to address, and obviously Cincinnati's not going to take a quarterback. So if they are absolutely in love with like Kyle Pitts or one of those receivers and they think that that one piece is going to help them, you know, get back to where they need to be, then they don't want to take the chance that Atlanta or Cincy takes their guy. So maybe, you know, it makes sense to trade up to three for somebody other than a quarterback. Well, Aaron, let me just ask you this question here. Um, and I, and I, I, I promise you it, it may sound like a way too personal question, but I'm going to bring it all home eventually. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> What's the most unwashed piece of clothing that you have, that you own <laughs> right now, literally, in, your, in the um, life wear, of Aaron in Oshkosh, Wisconsin? What is the most unwashed piece of clothing that you, you currently own? I wear, uh, so I, I drive uh, food delivery 15 hours a day, and okay. I wear the same sweatshirt to work pretty much every day. Okay, so you got, a, you got a little bit of the Del Tufo in you. Let's, so let's <laughs> take that sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, if the 49ers on draft night choose a player other than a quarterback, yeah. I want you to send that piece of clothing <laughs> to me. Okay. And I will eat it. I will consume it on the Rich Eisen show the following Monday. Gotcha. <laughs> That's how sure I am yes. that the 49ers are drafting a quarterback third overall and that they did not trade all of that draft capital up for a player to support James Garoppolo. That's I, how I'm confident I am. I'm, I'm glad I called today because I was planning on doing laundry tomorrow, so now I won't wash it. There you go. Hey, Don't hey, wash it. Don't wash it. This is Hold what on. we call a win-win. Put it on Aaron. right now. Okay? That's right. that's how sure I am. Marinate it. Call back. Go let's, mow the lawn. Let's, like, let's keep do it. something. This Work is out. what we call, or what Bill Pito used to call back in the day, a developing situation. <laughs> My colleague from ESPN. There is no way. Plus, you know, Kyle Shanahan in the most honest press conference of the history of honesty and press conferences basically said that this is a quarterback coming and that Garoppolo gives them the best chance to win this year and there's no reason to give him up when somebody who's coming in needs to have the room in which to develop and Garoppolo affords the team that unless there's somebody who wants to send something their way that helps the team greatly, Garoppolo's going to stay. I mean, he couldn't have been more honest about that situation. And he said that if it was a free agent who they had acquired at the position, then Garoppolo would be gone because if free agent's coming in, you're already investing a ton of capital, actual literal capital, to this quarterback who would be installed as the starter on the spot because you've already 
spent that much money in free agency for that player. I mean, he couldn't have been more honest. It is not Kyle Pitts coming. It is not Jamar Chase coming. It is somebody who throws a football for a living, not named Trevor Lawrence and presumably Zach Wilson. That's who's coming, and that's why it's surprising that no matter if Justin Fields throws at his second pro day as well as his first, if Mac Jones will show up at the draft, because I believe he is one of the players who has agreed to I show up at the that. draft. Yeah, I did see and that. And if there is like some sort of setup where they walk, like a lake effect sort of thing, and he actually walks on water. <laughs> to accept the 49ers jersey. And then there's Trey Lance as well. Every single one of them will be like, there will be somebody out there, because there's always somebody, mm-hmm. um, to say, really, they gave up all of that draft capital for this guy. And then it won't matter if that guy shows up and wins and is attached at the hip with Shanahan and John Lynch and the 49ers for many years to come, and they put another trophy in the case next to Montana's and Young's. Won't matter. Won't be sitting here saying, oh, remember how much they gave up to go get him? Won't matter. If it doesn't work out, it'll be all about, boy, that didn't work out, and look how far it set them back. That's the, the Those are the two ways this is going to go. Mm-hmm. But you don't use all of that to go up and get a tight end or, or wide receiver. And, and I, I say that regardless of how talented the tight end or wide receiver may be. I think for the yeah, 49ers, it's does the quarterback they draft have six-pack abs or not? Because we've all seen the photos of Mac Jones and his there you go. <laughs> Tom Brady-esque physique. Let me just say this, too, about you know what is only 10 prospects who have agreed to come to uh, the draft this year, sit in the green room and come out. Yeah. And, and, and here's, here's you know what I will say, just in case anybody's like, well, the NFL is losing its influence or the players are showing what's going on. And, you know, and that they have the power or any sort of silliness like that. If you're dreaming of being an NFL player, to me, you know, I dream of the moment of being in the green room and coming out and having the jersey held up and having all of that. Trevor Lawrence wants to say, he says he wants to be with his friends and his family. And so does, so does everyone. Everyone wants to do that. I don't know the rules. I'm just imagining because I'm trying to put together something for my run that, again, we're getting ready to do and announce in short order at an NFL facility. And I already know what has to be done in terms of COVID-19 protocols and precautions. And that is a major part of what we're attempting to pull off for Run Rich Run. Major part. And there's so many great partners that are helping make sure that this is going to happen. I can only imagine somebody who wants to go to the draft this year and accept the NFL's invitation that there is a finite number of people who could be in their party that can physically be there in a socially distant situation in a green room at a draft that is still in the middle of a pandemic where not everybody is going to get vaccinated or if you're Josh Allen telling our friend Kyle Brandt may not get vaccinated at all. And that's another story for down the road about having a football season where people aren't going to be out for COVID and Thursday games are now played on a following Friday because of all this stuff. So I don't blame any kid for basically saying, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to cut down, you know, I'm not going to tell my my aunt, my cousin. I'm not telling Meemaw she's got to stay at home yeah. because I only, I'm only a plus six, a plus ten or whatever. That's not going to happen. So I totally understand why a kid would say I'm, I'm just going to stay and do my own thing. For sure. So I, I don't begrudge anything for, for anybody. And I just hope everybody has a good draft night. 
And I just hope that whatever tight end or wide receiver that Aaron thinks is going to be named by the 49ers has a great career with another team. Because that ain't happening. I'm rethinking this Kyle Pitts thing, guys. Christopher Mintz Plus when we come back on Hour 3. Yeah, so here are the guys who have accepted. Uh, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. Devonta Smith, Kyle Pitts, Christian Barmore from Alabama, yep. Greg Rousseau from Miami, Micah Parsons, Caleb Fairley and Patrick Sertain the second. Patrick Sertain's son is being drafted, man. Live, How man. old do you feel now? A lot of mock drafts have him coming to Dallas at ten. Hey, you could use him for sure. But you know, I, I think I'm. I just happened to just see some Kyle Pitts highlights, and I know what I said. He's not dropping the, start the ten. Show. He's not dropping. The yeah, 10. but the Falcons are listening. They're willing to. Yeah, but move. if you're if you're the Falcons, why He's would you move out of man. four and? taking him to go down to 10 and then what are you going to do you're not going to get the quarterback who's going to support matt ryan you're i mean you're not to supplant matt ryan and you're not going to get the same talent to actually support matt ryan so you're either going to go to get somebody to tell matt ryan the clock's now starting to tick here mm-hmm. you've got only a year or two left you got to teach this kid up you got to be as great a professional as possible the end game scenario for matt ryan in atlanta is about to begin or you're basically going to say we believe in you and your talent at age 36 and whatever you're going to cost or what have you we'll figure that out down the road but let's win right now let's get the gang one last run at it you and julio and calvin and now here is Pitts, Pitts, or jamar chase and tell the rest of the defense in the nfc south and the nfl writ large good luck Good luck. Down to 10, you're not getting Pitts. You're not getting Chase. You're also not getting the quarterback to supplant Ryan. You're getting more picks for what? Later in this draft or next year? You need now. You need to go now. And you're Arthur Blank. You're not, you, 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 are, you, you are not picking four again. That ain't happening. Yeah. All right? That's not happening. We're not doing this. Arthur Blank is that guy who comes down to the side. I mean, again, what we talk about what type of owner are you? Are you a sideline guy? Are you are you finishing up the fourth quarter, last two minutes standing there in your in your velour coat? You that know, in your velour sport coat. As That's what I'm know, saying. So. Jerry and Arthur are on the field people. Are you an on the field owner? Towards the end of the game? Getting that pass oh, going on the field? That. Depends how much we're ahead. <laughs> no. Arthur shows up game on the line. So yeah. he does. Well, Stay up in the so again, That's what I'm saying. He, he's not. I, I don't see them trading out of fourth down to 10. I don't see that. I don't know. Christopher Mintz Ploss is in an Academy Award nominated film called Promising Young Woman. 